Welcome to the Geek Sweat Podcast. We, we watch, watch films, films to save you hassle. It's another podcast with a filmmaking twist just for you. I am TJ and we will be bringing you hot topics in the film industry, inspiration interviews with IMDb listed filmmakers, review sweat on online series as a stream, trailer talk on upcoming feature films and cult TV perspectives on classic shows worth revisiting. Between your ears and our voices, we take this opportunity to make the most of our podcast technology from CastBox, a new app that's available via Android for your podcast and entertainment needs. It's the one-stop shop for taking your podcast on the go. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lockdown Geeks Week. This is the new episode series where you're going this to... This is the new normal. Smaller windows, social distancing spaces, and as Kingdom said, the new normal of spaces. I am joined by MKH. Hey, everybody. Uh, nice to sneeze you. JJ. Hi, how's it going? Hope you're all keeping safe. Cool. And King Dom. Hey, everyone. Now, before we jump in, I just got to say a quick word. Uh, if you want to find out more about Geek Sweat, we're available on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just try and type in at G-W-E-K-S-W-E-A-T and that will bring you to our webpage. We are normally six faces in a two by three grid. Also, you can find us on 21 different platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts and CastBox FM. And now we bring you to today's episode, which is episode number 101. So we are over the... um, hurdle of our first hundred episodes and this time we are stuck indoors and we're responding to that with a disaster movie premise so today lady and gentlemen we are talking about earth wind and fire how to discover a way to survive a disaster movie so what before we get into that what's your opinion of the situation we're in now guys sorry what was that What's your based on the the um the because of the, the coronavirus COVID nineteen? Like, tell us like what your sit sit rep is, as they say, in the disaster movies. Oh. Situation report. Lots of stupid people. Too many stupid people to count. That is the truth. Yeah. I mean, like it, you know, it's kind of like when you, when you consider that it's spread by droplet and you've still got people coughing and sneezing without covering their mouths it's kind of like yeah you're the type of person who needs a mask you know 24/7 because yeah. you're so stupid you know just little things like that i mean it's like okay sure if you're clearing your throat no problem but if you're having a coughing fit if you're sneezing or all over the place it's kind of like man you're one of those people who kind of like deserves to be in hospital i mean that sounds like they should represent maybe in film and TV, like when it comes to disaster movies, just seeing stupid more people. people getting killed in idiotic the, the ways. People who do stupid things, who don't survive, that that's what that's what they're representing in disaster movies. And um, we we've had a toilet roll epidemic go on as well, where like toilet rolls for some reason become gold dust on the uh, epidemic. A toilet roll epidemic. <laughs> Yeah, because they've been been taken off the shelf, so they're just disappearing right now, aren't they? Epidemic would mean they're everywhere, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, a toilet roll emptiness epidemic. Yeah, shortage, shortage, you know, people panic brought 
but have panic have panic bought toilet roll as if one of the symptoms of coronavirus is shitting yourself to death like what is happening here yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's quite like, ridiculous yeah. i know how i'm going to protect myself toilet paper yeah yeah do you know what i think is going to bring I need to my ass what i think is going to bring britain down on its knees is cherry bakewells actually because what i noticed in every time i've been to a supermarket in the times i've been allowed to go out is no one cares about social distancing when they get to the cake aisle because all they're trying to do is get sugar into their system right now you know so i think that's a real weird thing uh, what what's most shocking for me is like is walking into the supermarket seeing that everyone has taken all the pasta all the tomato ketchup but left the reggae reggae sauce like what the fuck is wrong with you people this is why you people <laughs> will suffer in your households if you don't get a bit of reggae reggae sauce in your system you can't just put bog standard um what's it ketchup heinz ketchup on your pasta that's disgusting like come on people wake up we're in a pandemic this program is sponsored by levi roots can't cook, won't cook. I think, um, like, recently I've been going through an episode of, like, Ready, Steady, Cook What's About to Expire in your fridge because uh, I'm just trying to ration stuff right now. Uh, I also saw that you, you, you tend to... Um, you, you're including yourself in the Joe Wicks PE sessions, which are for actually oh. children. <laughs> like, like, people, like... One third of your size is supposed to be involved, not not your. This <laughs> your is the best way for me to get exercise in a lockdown, and I think it would turn out to be very suspicious if I was turning up for Joe Wicks PE exercises when it wasn't a lockdown. But I, I the guy has got a really good workout. He does it in thirty minutes. Unfortunately, I have to do it in forty-five. So I'm still a couple of steps behind at the moment. So I've, I've got to improve my fitness levels. Is that because you rewind and fast forward again? No, it's because I'm dying in between the thirty second breaks and then... Oh right. So you're pausing. You're pausing yeah. a lot. <laughs> I'm pausing, panting, picking myself up off the floor and then going again. Oh, I I thought you kept on rewinding um Joe's standing star jumps. I don't know what I was trying to say there. Yeah. Uh, no, no, cool. The, the thing about the Joe Wicks thing is he's broken his hand at the moment or he's broken a bone in his hand. So like all of his exercises are leg based. So like my, I've got like, like Olympic thighs right now that I can't even get into my trousers. So yeah, it's probably... the ideal exercise if you somehow worked your hand too hard is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can see the appeal for you now. Yeah. It, 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 I can see how it would appeal to people, particularly who've got um, their credit card free access to Pornhub and stuff now. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I won't comment on that too much. I won't want to reveal myself to the masses like this. Um, Dom, <laughs> how you finding? How you finding? That, that was now? in no way a segue. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> how am I finding it? Um, yeah, like what Jamie said. So many stupid people out there. I, some, including some of my Facebook friends. I've been like reading their Facebook posts and going, Jesus, you're insane. But, I never know this. But did you not yeah. get a, an inkling when the Tories won by like a landslide back in December that we oh, were yeah. among, among the stupid? <laughs> okay, I mean, it's, you know, I've been led up to this conclusion. Okay, you know, incrementally. 
Brexit. Mm. Ah, shit, you know, there are lots of stupid people out there. Mm. Tories win after 10 years of crushing austerity. Ah, mm. shit, there are lots of stupid people out there. Yeah. People attack 5G masks because they think they're spreading coronavirus. Yeah. Oh, shit, there are lots of stupid people out there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, And one of my friends actually tweeted a £20 note which he said proved that the 5G was a coronavirus-spreading conspiracy. And this was based on the fact there was the number 20, as in 2020, yeah. a coronavirus, <laughs> which was the, um, the hologram, which yeah. looked a bit like a round virus, and a 5G mast, which is actually a lighthouse. But oh. you, you know that the, um, the image of the coronavirus is just a artist depiction. It's not actually what the coronavirus looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny how quickly that has come to represent the virus actually in people's minds. It's similar to the electron microscope image, though. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get colour. The colour is completely made up. But in mm. terms of the spiky things with, with the little bits on it, that's a electron microscope image here. Yeah. Do you know what I'm scared about is that some people actually think the coronavirus kind of stopped long enough for a photo shoot. So that people <laughs> get a depiction of what it looks like. Like there's people probably that stupid out there, you know? Um, yeah, and that's why we have to do how to survive a disaster movie. Or the end of the world now, isn't it? Because there are many people that need to be spoon fed literally hmm. how to survive. I've also seen another person spreading an article saying that it's all down to Bill Gates. <laughs> he wants to wipe out the earth. <laughs> Apparently. And like, Why? you know, underneath, um, you know, the, the comments from people, they're unbelievable. They're like, you know, this guy's a real Bond villain. If I had that much money, I'd do good. And I was like, shit, he's given a billion pounds to the WHO. And they're saying he's an evil genius he wants to wipe out half the world to what end to what end he, i say he's helping to fund um a vaccine isn't he for malaria oh is it for covid19 i thought it's from i knew he's trying to get rid of malaria, malaria. Yeah. yeah 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 but apparently you know the vaccine is going to somehow enslave us all or something or something <laughs> if there are too many of these people out there yeah, I mean, the only thing is, like, if Bill Gates, for the number of um, issues and additions of Microsoft Office, he's trying to get out there, he's the last person trying to decrease the population. Yeah, so, exactly. At all, man. I, f I feel like we're, we're, we're sliding into, like, Joe Rogan territory with our podcast okay, okay. chit-chatter right now. Shall we get back to the film? <laughs> we'll get back to so, so, basically, yeah. in, the, in these kind of worrying times... We and probably a little bit is inspired by some articles, but obviously by the pandemic that's around us at the moment. How would we survive a disaster movie? And the disaster movies I'm thinking about are like Earth related disaster movies, like earthquakes, like films like San Andreas or um, uh, 2012. Wind, I can be open to that. That can be the perfect storm, or it can be viral infections that can go uh, and travel through the wind, so not biting. So 28 days later is off the shelf. And um, we can also talk about, but we will keep some other zombie movies in, but we can also talk about fire as well, like volcano movies or- Dante's Peak. There you go. Or um, what was the one um, Steve McQueen was in? I can't remember, the big 
building. Steve McQueen, uh, the black guy, the, the black director. Inferno. That was it. Oh. Um, Steve McQueen is a black guy, and 20 years ago or 30 years ago, he used to be a white guy, which is very confusing. So, is it a Michael Jackson switch reverse? No, no. There's a Steve McQueen di- oh. <laughs> director now. Yeah. And 30, 40 years ago, there was a Steve McQueen actor um, who'd been in the Great Escape. Cool. Actually, there's Danny McBride as well. Did you know that? How many? Who? Tony McBride's. Danny McBride's. There's it's another. Two. Danny, yeah, there's another Danny McBride who's in Underworld, and he's been in a couple of like British horror films. So why did? So one of them needs to change their name, surely. I think the the, the famous Danny McBride used to call himself Danny R McBride, and I just call himself Danny McBride because he just don't give a fuck. Now. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's fair. <laughs> um, okay, oh, that's cool. Where, where do you want to start? Okay, um, I don't know. I'd say we can go round in a circle, like everyone does one. But my circle's uh, different we, we from your circle. Like, we can. Your circle is different from my circle. Uh, who okay. do I know going first? Dom's gone. You've made him leave. I've gone. Run away. Yeah. <laughs> Invasion of the body snatchers. That I was, was just uh, fighting off some zombie hordes there. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Dom, have you got like a top tip of how to survive an apocalypse or disaster scenario? Um, I do. Okay, so I'm going to kick this off with a tip that actually works in real life. This is something. It's in the movies. Yeah, not just in the movies. It's this is actually something that I've heard Ray Mears, TV survival expert, and Bear Grylls say on more than one occasion. Okay. Stay with your vehicle. Oh, if wow. you break down, stay with your vehicle. You're going to have much better odds inside a car than you are on a baking hot desert or on an ice floe. Have we seen this in Jurassic Park as well? Okay, so this is my prime <laughs> example. This is my prime example. <laughs> so we know the situation. There's the lawyer, Donald Gennaro. Yeah. who at the time was probably the worst Donald in the world. Little yeah. did we know. And he decides to bail on two terrified kids mm. and make for the toilet block where he thinks he has a better chance of escape, mm. which would possibly be a good plan, except he's in a four by four and he leaves that for a hut that's made of sticks and straw. Mm. Okay. Obviously, he'd never been read The Three Little Pigs when he was a kid. <laughs> or maybe just associated a toilet block with a different material I don't know Yeah. but for whatever reason he makes for the toilet block which is clearly less secure than his vehicle and it's no surprise when the T-Rex finds it easy to break through the wall and pick him off well, he obviously thought sticks and stones couldn't hurt him I suppose so there you go and that does lead me on to a secondary tip Obviously, yeah. not only did he leave his vehicle, he abandoned two frightened children. So my yeah. second tip to survive a disaster movie is don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to be don't have children. Yeah, I was <laughs> well, there's that as well. <laughs> that's a liability right there. Well, that's the opposite one, isn't it, in disaster movies? Yeah. If you're a parent, you might end up sacrificing yourself. Ah, uh, yeah, that's 
parents don't really make it out alive, or not both parents anyway. It's usually yeah. one or the other has got to make a sacrifice, which is a bit yeah. of a sad. Yeah, unless do something, don't they? The kids do something. Yeah, unless you're Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. He like rocks up with his daughter in the sequel to Jurassic Park, and he makes it out to the end. So, mm. if you're Jeff Goldblum, you get a pass. Yeah, mm. I mean, in, in I Am Legend, I think Will Smith he ends up having to sacrifice. I mean, he doesn't mean to, but he's trying to get his daughter and child off the and wife off the island, and they end up getting killed mm. in a helicopter crash. Where it just seems like now, in the long run, it would have been a lot safer if they just hunkered down in a bunker with him you know by the way this show will contain spoilers <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> someone needs to flash that across the video definitely so jamie have you got any top tips of how to survive a disaster movie? Uh, you know what i've watched so many disaster movies where you've got lots of stupid people like as in like real life right and i you know sometimes it's just like you know just let them die let the dumb people die if you're going to make a stupid choice or do something stupid don't try and save them because you'll just end up dying yourself. So just let the stupid people die. At the end of the day, it's survival of the smartest, you know. Yeah, yeah so that, that's my one, my first tip, my number one tip. Yeah. Um, and the other one is um, get weaponized. You know, it, you never know when, um, you know, a weapon's going to come in handy. <laughs> so it's kind of like no matter what you, what you think of, it's kind of like a shotgun, a knife, they're all really handy things to have. So, yeah, yeah get weaponized. Oh. Even a car, you know, you can use a car as a weapon if you need to, mm. you know. Ram a hole in the wall to escape, that kind of thing. So weaponize, weaponize. I've always found in, like, um, a lot of disaster movies, like, particularly people who, I mean, like, I suppose with the viral infection movies, um, people who tend to have the knives or the machetes or the blunt objects survive longer than the people who've got the uh, guns because obviously they run out of ammunition. So if you had an ideal weapon in a disaster movie situation, Jamie, what would it be? My ideal weapon? Yeah. Oh, God. Rocket launcher. <laughs> 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 You know, that packs a big punch. I don't know. No, shotgun. A knife is always handy. That sounds like a grenade. Uh, a you want to carry around. <laughs> oh, gee. I mean, you, you, so many weapons. But you, actually, no. A, a, a car so you can run away faster. <laughs> you know what? Imagine if we had the apocalypse. Jamie's going to start walking down the street looking like Rambo or something. <laughs> Like, just ankles to shoulders, just weapons, you know? Yeah. And MKH, have you got anything for us? Yeah, here? so um, I'm, I'm going in a different direction from Jamie. I'm going, like, a lot of my tips are people-based. So um, in the event of a disaster, uh, so whether it's volcano or um, zombies or was the, what was the third thing? I, I don't know, alien invasion, like in Independence Day. I The first thing I'm going to recommend is that you keep around, um, and this is specifically, and, and stay with me here, this is a, a um, 
a tip specifically for the men um, keep around a fertile woman just in case you need to repopulate the planet afterwards so that's my first tip and um, my second tip is um, also um, keeping human beings around you but not so much in a good way Um, this is also my first tip was taken from children of men um, if anyone remembers starring Clive Owen where people uh, are no longer fertile and he finds the one fertile woman and he has to get her to a place before anyone uh, finds out so tests can be done on her to see why she's so fertile um so that was my first tip my second tip actually comes from the i i think underrated film world war z starring brad pitt and that is to keep around old slash sick people so then they can um take on the sacrifice if push comes to shove <laughs> and you are able to run away and, and run away to safety i feel like that really will be a very practical tip in the coming weeks it <laughs> <laughs> was pushing old people into moving traffic to survive World War Z. No, he, he's realizing that old sick people were the were the were the well, they they were immune to being eaten by zombies, and they were they weren't noticed by the zombies. So they can uh, they will shield the way for you. And there was actually an actually a scene yeah. in the in the film where I think he injects he injects himself he, with. He made himself sick so he wouldn't get um, attacked by zombies. Yeah, and he walked out of the compound, which was in in England. Yeah. It was. So, yeah, that's my second tip. Keep old slash sick people around you just in case, um, you know, you need to bypass some bloodthirsty zombies. So fertile women, fertile women and also uh, old sick people and old sick people. Obviously, that's a tip for anyone. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. (laughs) So, ladies, that's one for you. So what I, want to do, what I want to do is I want to speak. You don't want us for our smarts, do you? <laughs> no, we need to repopulate the earth. Obviously, come on, stop being selfish. <laughs> you don't have to go through nine months. Oh, it's going to be more than nine months for the woman that I find. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're going to be carrying. Wow! What a come on. <laughs> Let's hope Rihanna's listening to this. Yeah, it's going to be a, a, a selection of nine months. Let's just say that. <laughs> going on for a decade. <laughs> oh, gosh. So I want to jump in with two um, tips, which represent, it's not from the horse's mouth, but I want to say something on behalf of Stephen, because he is not with us now. Uh, unfortunately, can make this. Oh, right, he's fine, everyone. He's just playing he's poker. In the lockdown, yeah. but, the, uh, <laughs> but the, uh, that's where the cash is at. So we we had this situation where we reviewed a TV series called Survivors. He did the 1975 episode, and um, there's two tips that appears to be like very prominent in how to survive that apocalypse. Which is one, try and be white, because apparently black characters and ethnic minority characters tend to die off very quickly, whether it's the horror genre or disaster movie genre. Even in um, 2013's Complex, um, there was a film where they went through 50 horror films that starred black characters and found that only 10% had black characters that um, died in the first in the film. And um, I would say it is very hard 
to see a disaster movie. Um, one that I always remember, and I've probably mentioned it two or three times before, is um, uh, The Day After Tomorrow, where I think that's one of the, the biggest new examples of it's better to be white than any other ethnicity to survive, because it seems like all the white characters in that are like the doctors, and all the black characters are either like the policemen, the librarians, or... Um, people are just like walking around, not really doing much interest and just dying and getting frozen on the street. So that wasn't too impressive. And um, the other side of it is try and be middle class because it seems like having a bit of cash in your back pocket um, is also incubates you from a life of death. So um, having a bit of money, but not enough money to be super rich and get attacked in your own mansion. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were saying have money while currency becomes dead, but you mean have money before the apocalypse, so yeah, you can yeah. insulate yourself like um, what's his name, Bill Murray in um, Zombieland. Yeah, but I would have called Bill Murray in Zombieland like super rich. I would have said a quiet place. Um, the characters in that, that I would have classed them as middle class because they've got like a little ranch out oh, okay. out in the middle of the suburbs. Mm. Bill Murray, his in, his interesting one is. He was the last of the Hollywood legends to survive, but he was putting makeup on to pretend to be a zombie. That's how he was getting away with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, was that yours or Stevens? That was Stevens. Oh, My okay. would be, and it's probably questionable now because of, of um, I'm not sure if Jamie's thrown light on it, but I've um, I've got two, two. One might be a little bit sexist. But I've always felt it's always good to be the love interest of the hero of the story because they seem to be bulletproof throughout any kind of disaster movie. Like if there's anyone that decides to become alpha male and takes any interest in any nearby female, that female suddenly becomes like absolutely bulletproof, whether it's like dangling in um, on in high heels, trying to walk out of um, a stuck lift or um, just trying to survive an alien attack or, like you said, like a zombie apocalypse. So I've always found that to be true. And I think if you're a super nerd, um, everyone wants to keep you alive because they want information. So always having something up your sleeve that someone else doesn't know always seems to kind of bode well. Um, But, yeah, because that that, that was even shown in uh, Shaun of the Dead. Like, his love interest was survived even though she was locked away somewhere as well wasn't it yeah i mean it gave him she (laughs) She got locked away Mm. yeah the interesting thing about uh, the the interesting about sean of the dead though is that he actually puts her in more danger um when he tries to rescue her because he actually brings the zombies to her house (laughs) by alerting attention to the the ground floor door and i think he smashes the door open to get in of the flat so they have to leave the, the block of flats and then they end up getting cornered in a pub. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think they did a lot of things wrong in that film, but I think they they took note. Well, I think they acknowledged that, didn't they? They they, they knew that they did a lot of things wrong by yeah. going to the pub in the first place. Yeah. I mean, do you and think... And smashing the door, even. Mm. Sorry? Say that again, Jen? And smashing the door. Oh, <laughs> to get into the block of flats is kind of like, well, that's just one of those stupid things that stupid people do. <laughs> do you think that would be a typical British response, or do you think that would be a response to lock themselves up in a pub or a bar during an apocalypse? 
think it's a Brit thing to lock yourself up in a pub, though, isn't it? You know, a beer on tap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly why they did it. Have a pint while you wait for the for the mm. end. <laughs> wait to blow over. If you're gonna go. Let's be merry. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely well, bladdered. I mean, the irony about that is, for me, is um, do you remember uh, there was Night of the Living Dead where they end up getting trapped in the house? But Day of the Dead, the second George A. Romero film, the the um, the Fort Knox or the last um, barrier actually ends up being um, a suit. Is it? It's not supermarket. Um, a suit. A store. shopping mall. Shopping mall. Yeah. So that ends up becoming a fortress. And um, but the thing is, they the the idiots overwhelm or the zombies in this case, but the idiots overwhelm the shopping mall and um, and cause the um, the death rate. A little bit like what we're seeing now. What was that other film with Quentin Tarantino and George Clooney where they trap themselves in the bar when and they get to the dawn. Dawn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that reminded me of that as well. Didn't Quentin Tarantino did um, do a, um, uh, a kind of grindhouse horror movie as well, like a zombie one where a woman had a gun for a leg? That was oh, Robert yeah, Rodriguez. Oh, it's Robert Rodriguez's film. Okay, okay. What's that? Yeah, that, Robert Rodriguez directed that section, and Tarantino directed the other section, which was Death Proof. Uh, right. And then they, they stitched the them together. It was Rose uh, McGowan who had the machine gun there, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. that was Planet Terror, and I think she caught an infection, had to get her leg amputated, but she, the only thing she could survive was have the gun attached to her leg. And she was high kicking her way out of there. But yeah, in the full whack, that was the two films as a double bill connected with fake trailers, which were directed by Edgar Wright, who did Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. And who was the other one? Eli, what's he called? Eli Hostel- Rob- uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, so they directed fake trailers and Robert Rodriguez and Tarantino did feature length films, which were yeah. joined together in a three hour double bill. I actually liked um, Edgar Wright's trailer because I think it was called Don't. And it's about like, just don't go in the basement, don't go into the house, don't talk to the stranger in the woods and stuff like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Don't get yourself cornered. But clearly Edgar Wright understands genre films very deeply. And yeah, yeah, it was clever in Shaun of the Dead how he engineered the massive siege situation that you kind of have to end zombie films with but he mm. did it in a very British way yeah it's, it seemed more generic I mean more um, no not generic I was going to say organic yeah. yeah but basically zombie films have to end with a massive siege mm. like zombie land it's an amusement yeah. park yeah it always ends with like a siege doesn't it like a huge zombie run yeah, I mean, what's your favourite part of a, a, a zombie or disaster movie? Yeah. The best part? Yeah. Oh, just watching people do stupid things and dying because it's kind of like, that's so satisfying. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, Jesus you're Christ, you're bloodthirsty. <laughs> you're the one who's holding everyone back. You're the one who's like, you know, creating problems for people to have to run away from. So it's kind of like... Yeah, you, wow. you should present the weakest link. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's, that's 
that's exactly what it is. It's like, yeah, if you're gonna do something dumb, I'm not gonna help you. <laughs> yeah, you, that is well deserved. <laughs> well done. Were you really happy? Did, have you seen Bird Box? Were you really happy no. where, when the woman let the the guy? Oh, you haven't seen it. Okay, well, no, I haven't. Lots. But if you tell me about it, I'll I'll, I'll probably go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there was a part where the woman let in one of the guys, and he came in and and he he opened up the windows and opened up, forced her eyes open. It was just really, it was just really stupid. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying about stupid people, but. You'd think stupid people would be the first to die in an apocalypse. Why are they alive for that long to be noticeable <laughs> to anyone's story? It's like, it doesn't make any you sense. the entertainment. Yeah, that, that's what winds <laughs> me up even more. to slowly entertain you throughout the film. <laughs> no, it's true because you think, how did you get to that point where you're able to, to fuck up the process of the protagonist like th- this is impossible it should never have happened but um yeah, yeah st- stupid people are quite irritating and um when the apocalypse happens on this planet i i hope the brexiteers are taken first so yeah. there you go <laughs> angie won't hear anything different on this podcast other podcasts are available yeah. <laughs> we just need to do something stupid in a public place again um which is not voting but the um the the do you know one thing that I find satisfying in these kind of disaster movies or zombie movies, um, or at least, um, yeah, at least the zombie movies I think is, is um, just seeing people like just looting out with a free conscience, just saying like, yeah, I'm just going to go into this supermarket and just steal all this stuff. Or yeah, I'm just going to go into this ammo store and steal all of this stuff. What, um, as opposed to like the looters who are really guilt-wracked in real life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I feel so bad, I just took these trainers from JD Sports. <laughs> so feel so bad, I'll have to go to Curry's next door. <laughs> and, soothe my, and soothe my pain with a flat screen television. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so I, I, I always find those like... Um, bombing or raiding these kind of consumer stores like quite funny and satisfying at the same time so yeah that's a very because it feels like the hero has got like a small victory even though it's going to be a temporary one like they found some small window of comfort yeah and also even uh, even i'm quite skeptical of finding a full supermarket because in the apocalypse if i'm an employee there i've got keys i'm going straight there first so they'll be going to an empty store if if i was an employee at tesco's or asda or something like that so that's another thing that doesn't make sense to me mm. well, yeah cool yeah you're right there <laughs> It would obviously be looted by the staff before anyone yeah. else even got yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, I I was going to say my favourite disaster movie, and of all time is probably uh, Zombieland, and just for the comedy effect and how. Um, yeah, it's four different people coming together to make their way across. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's basically a family story set in the apocalypse, yeah. and it's not a family bonded necessarily by blood. It's just like yeah. so, human, yeah, human humans. Interaction and, and connection, isn't it? Yes, yeah. connect, 
connection. We've got we've got a connection. It's like it's like uh, listening to someone off of Love Island. We've got a connection. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely that's definitely the vibe I get from Zombieland. It's just cool. I and I, I think my um, favorite disaster movie was um, what was the one that Sylvester Stallone was in, um, and he was um, he was like a cop who got trapped underwater. Uh, it's not ringing any bells. Uh, Daylight, that was it. Um, it was in this like I thought it was like a pretty good film. It's basically like uh, a lot of people. Th- there's a flood happening. People trying to get out of the city, and they get stuck in a tunnel. And there's a flood, and he's trying to keep everybody alive and sane. I thought that was like a pretty good um, film, even though it did stretch a bit of suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Um, I, I just came across this film um, called The Knowing, starring Nicolas Cage, oh, yeah. where he, he cracks a code that signifies the end of the world. I just love how Nicolas Cage sees himself as that really smart guy that sees puzzles and everything and solves them all. Exactly what he did in, in um, National Treasure, like not once yeah. but twice. So I, I like that's the aspect of uh, his personality he wants everyone to see in, in real life. So, yeah. He, didn't he do another film where he was a superhero he could see six seconds into the future called Next as well so he was ah, just like, I think I remember that one was that him? yeah yeah and it was like I think it starts off with um, he's gambling and he it turns out there's a police chase and they've, they've nearly got him but he makes all of these little micro decisions to kind of avoid um, the detective who's chasing him and he gets away with the loot, but then they kind of catch up with him. They they got to find a serial killer or something weird like that. Uh, Nicholas Cage, man with many, with much, and probably the most depth in Hollywood. Yeah, plus the Cage. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, you got a favourite movie moment before we sign off? No, Dom's Dom's turned off his light. He's getting under the. I'm here. Yeah. (laughs) Saving electricity for the apocalypse. All right, I'll turn the light on. Yeah, lost me a little bit there. Yeah. Sorry, I I missed like five seconds. Okay, I'm back. Yes. I'm so getting ready to do an interrogation. (laughs) He's gonna waterboard a motherfucker. (laughs) Stay. All right. So, um, favorite moments. I guess my favourite serious moment, or serious-ish moment, if we're classing zombie movies as disaster movies, is the bit in 28 Days Later, when the guy wakes up in a completely deserted London, because that is so eerie, to see somewhere that you've never seen completely empty, and he's walking through it, and he's just completely disorientated. I I, I was going to say, this is probably the perfect time to film a post-apocalyptic film in london since like we've gone on lockdown like there's no one on the street there's nobody on the streets well nobody's supposed to be on the streets anyway well there are lots of joggers yeah but they could be the first victims in your um, (laughs) in your film (laughs) it's like you know people who say i've got the right to do it (laughs) of course you've got the right to do it don't be a dick (laughs) yeah that's funny (laughs) I really. Do you know the person who should be the first person to die in a disaster movie? There was a guy who drove 200 miles from Bristol to Manchester to buy a nine pound window on eBay. Wow. Not only that, 
once he'd bought it, he made his wife sit in the boot so he could put the window in the front seat. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that wasn't there. Uh, the last one okay. I heard was, I heard one about a Scottish, um, I think, health secretary who's got two homes and she drove 45 miles to check on her second home. Which yeah, you, you wouldn't want it ransacked, would you, in these times? We live in the UK, remember? <laughs> yeah, but I think it, she, it was all locked up and stuff. So I think it was the whole stay home thing that she didn't have, have to go, you know? Yeah, they didn't say which one though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she got confused. Yeah, maybe that as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jamie, have you got like a, a number one movie moment that you've seen on number screen one. or TV from a disaster uh, movie? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't have a particular movie moment in a particular movie, but like I said earlier, it's just really satisfying because I get annoyed with dumb people. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's a theme here, right? So once again, it's just like so satisfying when they're out of the way. Then like the the story can progress. Yeah. You know, so it's like un- until like you know you get rid of this person because they're just holding you back. Until that person goes, it's like ah, so frustrating. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's just but that, that, that moment because because so- sometimes those moments are just so satisfying. It's like yay. Right, now they can move on. Now they can, oh, finally get to the safe place. Or, yeah. oh, well, that dead person will just hold hold back the, the zombie horde for a little while and give you a few more extra seconds to run, you know? Somebody has to be so, the hopeful, you know? Yeah, no, there's it, always that, 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 you know, just that contention of annoyance, you know? And once that's gone, it's like that's the part in the movie that goes makes you go, you know? Okay, cool. Statistic, but cool. <laughs> so, uh, have we got anything else to say before we close this out and land the plane on uh, this episode? Uh, yeah, stop taking all the pasta and toilet roll, you pricks. Okay. You heard it here first? <laughs> well, you didn't hear it here first, but, you know, let's just say it again anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay i mean I'll, I'll say like stay cool be safe and do your best with your stay home routine um that's my message jamie is it my turn yeah <laughs> last, last sorry second. i cut out a little bit there so i wasn't too sure how far we'd gotten yeah no it's just um oh you know just keep safe don't do don't do stupid things because stupid is when you kind of like get yourself killed so <laughs> stay safe yeah, stupid has been the default position for this country for a little while now, almost three, year, three or four yeah. years. So let's 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 switch it now. Kingdom, your final message. Don't be selfish. Don't do things just because you can. Can doesn't mean should. Don't drive forty miles to walk your dog. Just walk your dog on foot from your house, like you do every other time. Yeah. And don't flush wet wipes. Uh huh. Yeah. Just because you can flush them doesn't mean you should flush them. That's yeah, what they create fat bugs. They don't flush your wet wipes. So now we're the official COVID-19 and climate change advice channel. As Absolutely. Well as, <laughs> and review needs. So that was um, episode 101, a uh, hot topic of Earth, Wind and Fire. Uh, thank you for joining us, Kingdom. Thank you. Thank you for coming back with us again, JJ. Thank you. And, and thanks for listening, guys. 
And thank you for joining us with us again as well, MKH. Uh, anytime, thank you. Cool. So I have been TJ, uh, one of your co-presenters. This has been Geek Sweat, and you've been listening to another episode. If you want to find out more about the Geek Sweat podcast project, you can follow us on at G-W-E-K-S-W-E-A-T on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and even on YouTube. Thanks for listening. We look forward to recording for you again soon. Ciao for now. Bye. 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 Bye.